0: Welcome back to another episode of Journey of a Fearless Female. I'm your host, Paola Rosser, and this week, my guest is Heggy. She is a singer, songwriter, and entrepreneur based in London. She's a certified life coach and NLP master practitioner with a diploma in the divine feminine, taking a holistic approach to empowering and inspiring women. She seeks to positively influence society with her soulful music and is a founder and creator of The Feminique, a business she launched to help women develop graceful leadership by increasing productivity and enhancing creative expression through embracing their feminine energy. She is a survivor of emotional abuse and is passionate about breaking the stigma around therapy and inner work. She believes every woman should have the opportunity to support and toolkit to boldly chase and seize her dreams. Everybody, please welcome Haggy. Hi. Hi, thanks so much for having me. I'm so happy that you're here. Okay, tell us about your Fearless Female journey. Oh my goodness, it's been quite a journey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, really the reason, as you said in your intro there, why I'm so passionate about empowering women and, and really the a lot of the basis for where I get creative from with my music and and of course, the whole foundation for starting Feminifique and what it's based on is, is my own experiences and my own story, really. So I am a survivor of emotional abuse. And I know that a lot of women uh, go through really unhealthy dynamics, you know, in, in relationships and And uh, not just romantic, but otherwise as well, and find themselves, like I did, feeling very disempowered as a result. And then embarking afterwards on that healing journey, which can sometimes be so difficult. So that's really my inspiration uh, behind everything that I do now to empower and inspire women and to be that authentic voice and to, to share my own experience, because I do believe that inner work is so, so important. And um, of course, it is becoming much more mainstream now, but it's still not widely enough accepted, I believe. There's a lot of surface level information out there. And I think there's a lot of impatience as well, where people yeah. want results quickly. Mm-hmm. And um, and I really believe in going in depth to find the answers. So, yeah, I, I could talk about it for days. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So did your emotional abuse start when you were a child or when you were older?
1: Um, no. So I was in, in an emotionally abusive, abusive relationship, uh, um, a romantic relationship, but uh, mm. I, I never really had a a model for what a healthy relationship looks like when I was growing up, yeah. because there was a lot of that in my family dynamic as well and or often in other relationships around me. So, you know, we do learn as children, not from what we're told, but we learn from what we see and what we observe. And sometimes what we see and what we observe isn't necessarily healthy or positive and not really what we want to recreate for ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I ended up recreating a lot of what I had experienced or or witnessed rather um, as a child in, in the dynamics around me without really being aware of that that being what I was doing yeah so it's taken me a lot of soul searching to go back and find answers to why I had these negative patterns in my life and how I could step away from that
0: yeah how long were you in the relationship before you realized this is toxic and I need to get out
1: it was a couple of years two and a half years Interestingly, it wasn't like a relationship that I was very head over heels in. For me, at the time, it was more of a rebound. And I thought it was quite a safe option for me because I wasn't as emotionally invested. And I think sometimes we can fall into that trap as well, where we think that, oh, if I'm not as heavily into this, I'm not really in danger of anything. And I think that's a really negative trap to fall into because you can get just as trapped in a situation like that as if you're with someone who you're very crazy about. It's because of all the psychological tricks that are being played on you and the manipulations and, and all of that stuff that keeps you stuck. Yeah. So it was very difficult to leave and it ended up being quite sort of dramatic. I had a friend you know, come and pick me up in a sort of van, rented van, and we just emptied out everything when he was at work and, and I just left. So yeah, I mean, that kind of thing is is quite traumatic. And it's it's part of my story. I shied away from sharing it for a very long time, because I was ashamed. I was ashamed that I had been in something like that. I felt that it defined me in a negative way. And now I just embrace it as part of my story. It doesn't define who I am. And yeah. actually, it's made me a lot stronger and wiser in so many ways.
0: Absolutely. You know, that's the reason why I, I love having women on the podcast and sharing their darkest parts, because when we start to realize that, you know, we have to go through the dark, you know, parts of our soul and the valleys of life, because that is what teaches us, you know, lessons And you know, there's no shame. We're all going to fall in the pits of darkness. We're all going to make mistakes. We're all going to have failures in our life. And there is no shame. And some women think like, well, that will never happen for me, or I'm educated, I would never fall for a narcissistic man, or I would never be in a toxic Mm -hmm. relationship. Some of you are in toxic relationships right now. And you have no clue that you're in a toxic relationship. Because, you know, like you said, we model the behaviors that we see as a child. And so if you grew up in a toxic environment, and you are now in a toxic relationship or friendship, or even a toxic workplace, you say, Oh, well, you know, I'm used to this type of behavior, this is normal for me. And so you just accept it, we normalize it. And we just keep living life that way you know as for me like I'm Hispanic and you know they normalize like well when you were little you get smacked with the chunkla, which is like a you know a sandal and you get smacked for talking back and you get you know your hair pulled for being you know a brat and it's like that's normalized and so then you get into a relationship with somebody who's doing the same thing and they're like oh well that's just how they show you love right and we get stuck in a pattern until you start, like you said, you go back and you do the inner work and you realize, oh, this is why I continue to do the same pattern. Now I know because of my childhood, because what I was acceptable for my mother and my grandmother and my sisters and my aunts. And so I modeled the same behavior, not that you were taught this way, but like you observed it and you said, okay, this is the way life is.
1: So I agree, this is something that goes back generations a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if we look back generations, we have collective traumas as women, but also often in family patterns, there is also that family lineage as well. I really am a huge admirer of Carl Jung and his work, um, mm. shadow work and doing that in work. And and ironically, I find he has a quote, you know, that I absolutely love that goes, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will rule your life and you will call it fate. Mm-hmm. And that is so spot on because we think that by not owning our vulnerabilities and not owning our uh, our shadows, that we can avoid them and, and kind of scoot over them. And it's actually really the other way around by us ignoring them. They really control us. Yes. And it's when we bring them into the light and we have the courage to look at them and investigate them that we can become empowered and we can own the narrative of our stories.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, you know, I just had a podcast come out this Monday and we were having the same conversation about like we teach people how to treat us but a lot of the times it's a subconscious thing that we're we're not aware of that we're allowing these behaviors to happen again because i said earlier we we're just modeling what happened in our family dynamic and so as a child from the ages of 0 to 7 we are taught how to be in society and especially as females we recognize and we role model these behaviors and these relationship type attachments and also like we're very inundated with marketing you know the Disney whole the whole Disney culture of you have to wait for your prince and then your life will start you know it's this whole Disney culture of we're females in distress and we need someone to save us and it's like we yeah. <laughs> we need to save ourselves <laughs>
1: Yes, Before and I think it's a relationship, very, right? Exactly. And it's a very tempting narrative to want to be a part of, you know, to be the one who gets rescued. And it just removes all responsibility. And that's what's so appealing about it, I think, for a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, even subconsciously, we're not aware, you know, oh, we just get whisked off in this fantasy and we don't have to take responsibility for our own wounding, right? Mm-hmm. So, all of us have this, maybe not all of us, but a lot of women, we have this subconscious desire to be rescued. Yeah. Which is actually so unhealthy, right? I mean, I love Disney. Disney <laughs> has some good stuff too. But yeah, it's like when you're a little
0: kid, you're being indoctrinated with these movies of like Cinderella and Sleeping Beauty, you know, and Beauty and the Beast. And you feel like, oh, this is what I want. I want someone to come rescue me. I want like the man to come give me a kiss in the middle of the night. And my whole life turns magical and I'm no longer lonely. But in reality, when we start to learn to love ourselves and like you said, explore all the deepest, darkest places, our shadows and and really fix The wounds and the trauma and the pain and the sorrow that is caused either in your childhood, either in your teenage years or in your adulthood or by some really bad past marriages or whatever, then we can really become whole. And I love that quote that you said, when the subconscious becomes conscious and you start to be more self-aware of who you are and what you were brought to this world to be, then no one else can define you. And the emotional abuse would not be something you would sustain and don't get me wrong there are so many people that have done the inner work gone to therapy like for example myself i my first relationship was Awful, like he would, you know, was very emotionally abusive and physically abusive. I went to therapy. I read the books. I thought I knew it all. I was like, I'm never going to fall for that shit again. And then it happened again, and you know, and it's like, here I am again in another, you know, abusive relationship, emotionally, you know, just scarred. And I, I remember I took an entire year off and after that relationship, and I just cried so many nights thinking. How could I? And the same thing—the shame sets in, and you think to yourself, "How did I get myself back into this? I'm smarter than this, right?" (laughs) But Mm -hmm. it's just like we—we want, like, especially if you come from trauma as a child, or um, you feel unloved you so desperately will accept any type of love, even if it's toxic. And that was my experience.
1: I think as well that it's almost a bit like, I imagine if you have an addiction, for instance, you're an alcoholic and you eventually become sober, those people, they always have to be careful. They always have to, you know, they can't take for granted. It's not like suddenly one day you're healed and you never want to drink again, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a bit the same with this. You are hardwired to be to gravitate towards what you have been programmed to gravitate towards, which is that dysfunction that you came from. And even though you know that that's not what you want or deserve, that's what you will naturally gravitate towards. So Mm -hmm. I think for life you have to practice and you have to keep yourself in check and try not, you know, not fall into what you naturally gravitate towards. So I think that uh, there's a tendency as well to want to be healed and, you know, boom you know I, there's this magic pill and now I'm never attracted to that kind of man again and I think mm-hmm. it's it's not always the way I think there is there is a time I have noticed in myself where I'm you know you know you, the people you're attracted to changes depending mm-hmm. on you know where you are in life and I do believe this saying as well that you attract what you are not what you want mm. so when you still fall into those dynamics again, I think it's it's also a sign that there's obviously more healing to be done. But I think in some ways, maybe we, we always have to keep ourselves in check when, you know, it's trying to unlearn a programming that you have been programmed with for you know, 20, 30, maybe even more years for some people. So mm. it's it's not an easy thing, but it's possible.
0: Yeah. I love that you said that it is a daily practice and it's not an easy thing. You know, I tell my clients because, you know, I'm a life coach too. And I tell them, you know, even I have the days where I lose, I lose my shit. (laughs) And I'm like, you know, yelling at my husband and I have to, but there's a difference between a person who loses their shit, never apologizes and continues to like railroad over everybody then the person who loses their shit becomes aware that they've lost their shit, apologizes and changes their behavior. You know, that's yeah. the difference between a toxic human being and someone who's trying their hardest to work on things. And it's a daily practice. I don't think that, you know, I think the journey of becoming a fearless female or being a fearless female, it's it's daily inner work, daily healing. There's so many pieces of you because you're, your brain is a literal computer that takes note of every single thing that's happened to you. So you may have experienced trauma with your mother or your father, but then you went to school and elementary school was a pain. If you know, I I don't know about you, but I have a weird name, Paola. You know, I remember yeah, I have a my, weird name too. <laughs> right. And it's like I remember when they would do roll call and they would say the teacher couldn't say my name, and everybody in the class would burst out laughing. And that was you know, still like a little pain point in my life when people mispronounce my name. It's, you know, it's the thing that you just, you're constantly going through all areas of your life where there's this pain, there's this work that needs to be done. And you're unraveling, like you said, that program that's been, you know, in your brain.
1: I think so. And I think that it's almost, I like to use the analogy of an onion. It's almost like on peeling layers of an onion, you know, you go through life and we're triggered by something that leads you to a new awareness and that that unpeels a layer of the onion and so life is about unpeeling that onion until you get to the core of who you truly are and I, th- I think as well a lot of people when they have this inner work that you know a lot of people they don't want to do uh, and if you do do it it's it's hard right it's not easy but I try to look at it as a blessing because you know what what's the alternative to doing the inner work It's being stuck in those patterning um and and in generations prior, there wasn't as much awareness as as there is now. So you would have a lot of people who never come out of that patterning, you know, or that become aware very much later in life when you feel like actually a lot of opportunities have gone. Mm. So I think it's a blessing to be where you are right now, where we are right now collectively and individually, to come into this awareness, to be able to do this healing work, because it's a blessing because by doing that work, we can change the narrative and we can change the ending of our stories. And that's actually, a, even though it's hard to do that kind of work, it's not fun for any, anyone. I think it's actually a really beautiful gift.
0: Mm, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. This episode is sponsored by Coach Snap. Are you looking for an all in one platform to help you build your coaching business? Then you need Coach Snap. It allows you to schedule appointments, collect payments, train, and support all of your clients' needs. Health, fitness, hockey, football, or even life coaches can use Snap. It's the business platform that will help you be the best coach you can be. So tell me a little bit about the divine feminine energy. A lot of people who are listening don't understand probably the difference between masculine and feminine energy. So just touch a little bit about why you started Feminifique. How do you say it? Feminifique. Feminifique. Feminifique.
1: Feminifique, yes. It's like magnifique, but with femme. Oh, (laughs) feminifique. I love it. Thank you. Yes. So I really believe in a holistic approach to to working with women because feminine energy is so powerful and it's a huge part of who we are as women. And it's not something that we're taught. You know, we live in a very male-dominated society still where it operates a lot on masculine energy which is very linear, it's very progressive. Masculine energy is is often competitive. And, you know, businesses and everything is really built around this masculine energy structure of linear, progressive energy. And as women, that's just not really our natural energy and how we operate because our energy is cyclical. You know, Mm. we work with the moon cycles and the seasons. We are cyclical, so we're not the same all the time. And for us to adopt that kind of linear energetical approach is very detrimental to women and it's actually quite disempowering I believe because it's not honoring our energy and it's not really allowing us to operate at our optimum yeah. because it often leads to burnout. you know when we men can kind of go chup, 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 you know <laughs> and, and they have a energy you know and that's fine but women we have this cyclical energy and it's actually a superpower Mm. I think as well as women, we are so hard on ourselves and we 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 work ourselves to the bone sometimes. We're not always looking after ourselves. Yeah. And we're working with our cyclical energy. And that means our menstrual cycle. I think it's important to be aware of that.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: the four phases of the menstrual cycle, when you're bleeding, you're naturally. Often actually people say you lose prana, you lose life force energy when you're on your period. It's a mm. time to go within and to rest and to honor yourself. It's a time you're more intuition, your intuition is enhanced at that time, you're more creative at that time. And I think sometimes going within and resting and listening to that inner knowing is yeah. just as important as taking action. Because we can't take action and and progress all the time. We have to stop and and take those breaks and listen within and then move forwards again it's a cyclical energy and also living in harmony with the seasons as well yeah so you know you should have a different schedule than you do in the summer so that's very very important to prevent things like burnout and to just stay motivated and actually to be able to thrive Mm -hmm. so that intuitive energy that we have as women is very powerful and it's important to nurture it and to not think that our power is in Go go go! Because yeah. that's not really where our power is. So um, it's it's sort of a, a little bit anti that hustle culture. I think hustle with balance is is the way to go. So that's very important in obviously things like productivity, goal setting, that kind of thing, but also just for well being and, and and healing work. And you can apply it to anything. I think it's a it's a lifestyle thing that we're not taught. And and even going back to things like Disney, you know there are some i don't know if you read uh women who who run with the wolves oh yeah <laughs> um, but but I, yeah it's amazing you know these these old stories i wish that we would grow up more on those kind of stories that would yes. share more the ancient wisdom of women and tribes and things like that i think that would be very valuable for children to grow up with a more balanced yeah. view of, of i think there's a
0: lot wildness. of history with women and like where obviously they were burned at the stake because all they have all these magical powers. And, you know, I think there's <laughs> so much that we should have known that should have been written for us to know like, just like you said, how, how much power we truly have. We have this intuition that men don't have. We have, you know, we have like a certain energy that men don't have. And, you know, we do have like our menstrual cycle. Sometimes it makes me laugh when my husband's like, Oh, it's that time of the month, but he really doesn't understand what our body is going through. They don't understand the pain or even the feeling of having a child. I've never had a child, but you know, just Talking to my friends who have, it's like a, an experience that they'll never experience, you know, and then after the emotional roller coaster of, you know, postpartum depression and all the things that women have to go through, we are magical beings, you know, we have such a so much force within us. And a lot of the time it you know through the centuries and going back, it's been pushed down, you know, like we didn't Absolutely. have the right to vote. We didn't have the right to go to school at some point, you know, pe- women were burned at the stakes because they were thought they thought they were witches. You know, it was just all these things that if you, like you said, they run with wolves and, you know, mm-hmm. we're out there, you know, in the the full moon and it's like, no, you're a witch. It's like, no, we just have a different energy than men do.
1: Yeah. And again, you know, I, th- I think it's about, you know, equality, Honouring the female energy just as much as we honour the masculine. Absolutely. And they're both so valuable and important. But I think that, you know, every single group that has ever been, you know, discriminated against or, or, or pushed down, it's always because there's a power in that group that isn't in another group and that, and that there's fear from, from other people with that power.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: I think that women have had a power and we have a power that men on some level have feared and 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 that has led to this imbalance so you know it's slowly going in the right direction I believe but of course there's a lot of work to be undone a lot of work so.
0: yeah the masculine energy is needed for the feminine mm. energy it's a polar opposite we need each other the both masculine do and do. feminine energy and it's and it's not just male and female even if you're a gay couple there's masculine and feminine energy in Absolutely. each partner and there's masculine yeah. and energy masculine energy within us when we go in that go mode right um, yeah yeah and we need that energy within us and also it's good for a man to have feminine energy, to be in touch with our feminine side and to be able to express emotions and be vulnerable. Like we all need the polar opposite of each other, you know, but if both people are running on masculine energy, it's going to be, you know, (laughs) in a couple wise, it's not going to be a really good same thing with both are running in the feminine energy, it's not going to be good. So, you know, we need the polar opposite in, in all areas of life and including in the world, you see how dark needs light, you know, and that's the way this beautiful rock called earth was made to have these polar opposites to make us all work, you know, with Within what we're supposed to be doing here, right? (laughs) Within our purpose. Um, So, (laughs) Peggy, as we wrap up this episode, what would you say is your nugget of wisdom for anyone who is listening right now?
1: You know, I like to say that the journey is the destination. And this is something I have to remind myself of as well, because I think we often have this image in our head of this is where I want to get to. And when I'm there, everything is going to be perfect. And right now, it's not, but when I'm there, it is. And I think right now is is the destination because life is a continuum you know and life is ever always what is always ever going to be is a range of emotions you know that's really what it is Mm -hmm. and we can never really escape that and i think it's so important to often we, we dream of something because we want to escape something else we want to escape something in the present and and this goes back to you know the shadow work of if you can just embrace every emotion and not stop labeling anything as good or bad it just is then you can realize that actually whatever happens in the future is just going to be a continuation of what is mm-hmm. and it's just going to be a range of emotions which is actually what is right now
0: mm-hmm. so
1: right now is, is so valuable and um, and this is the destination right now is life you know oh, so i like that i love that
0: that's so beautiful where can my audience it's, find you
1: yeah sure so uh with my music i'm uh, at hegi music So um, that's on my Instagram at Music and music.com. So I've got some new music coming later this year. And for Feminific, it's uh, at Feminific on Instagram and Feminific.com.
0: Perfect. And she also has free coaching taster sessions for women. So reach out and let her know that you heard her on the Fearless Female podcast.
1: Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Thank you again for listening to Journey of a Fearless Female. I'm your host, Paola Rosser. If you love this episode, make sure to share it with your friends. You can find me on the internet at fearlessfemale.com, on Facebook, the Fearless Female Movement, on Instagram, at fearlessfemalepodcast, and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. And ladies, remember, we have the power to rise and face everything. Until next week, goodbye.